0: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live.
0: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
1: The lighthouse in the middle of the National Forest was a sight to behold. A relic of the past, its weather-worn stone walls and towering structure, stood defiantly against the elements, surrounded by the beauty of the dense forest that stretched as far as the eye could see. History whispered through the aged bricks, telling tales of ships guided safely by its light in years gone by. As the park ranger Jenna arrived at the lighthouse, she was met with an eerie sense of quietude. The air felt charged with anticipation, as if something was waiting to reveal itself. However, upon initial inspection, everything seemed normal. Jenna explored the lighthouse climbed the winding stairs to its peak, and marveled at the breathtaking views. As the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long shadows across the forest, Jenna decided to spend the night in the lighthouse before returning to the main base in the morning. She made herself comfortable, feeling a mix of excitement and apprehension about the prospect of spending a night alone in the historic structure. As night enveloped the forest, Jenna lit a small lantern and settled in for the night. However, the tranquility was short-lived. Whispers danced through the air, almost imperceptible at first, but soon growing louder and more unsettling. Knocking echoed through the walls, as if an unseen presence demanded attention at the lighthouse's door. Jenna approached the door cautiously, heart pounding in her chest. She opened it, but there was no one sight. The forest outside seemed to be swaying with a life of its own, yet there was no human presence to explain the eerie sound. She felt like she was being watched, the sensation of discomfort intensifying with each passing moment. Determined to uncover the source of the eerie occurrences, Jenna continued her exploration of the lighthouse. She ventured into the basement, guided only by the flickering light of her lantern. The air felt heavy and oppressive, as if the walls themselves held secrets of their own. As she opened the basement door, Jenna gasped in horror. There, stumbling and waddling before her, was a creature like nothing she'd ever seen before. Its ghastly appearance was enough to make her stomach churn, and its vacant, hollow eyes sent shivers down her spine. The creature was tall, and possibly so, and disturbingly skinny, as if it had emerged from the depths of a nightmare. Without warning, the creature lunged at Jenna, its disfigured jaw opening wide with a haunting scream. In a moment of terror, Jenna's world went black as the creature overpowered her. When Jenna woke the next day, the sun was shining and everything appeared to be back to normal. The eerie occurrences had ceased, leaving her bewildered and questioning her own sanity. Had it all been a vivid dream, or had she truly encountered a malevolent presence within the lighthouse's walls? Growing up, I had always been a curious and imaginative child. I was about six or seven years old at the time, and like most kids, I would occasionally wake up in the middle of the night feeling scared or uneasy. This particular night was no different. I found myself wide awake, the darkness of my room feeling heavier than usual. Seeking comfort, I had decided to head to my parents' room. Their door was shut, and for reasons I couldn't explain, I didn't dare open it. Instead, I sat down in the hallway on my beloved Garfield pillow, feeling a strange sense of unease in the dimly lit corridor. As I sat there, trying to make sense of my sudden fear, I saw something that sent chills down my spine. A figure emerged from the darkness, walking into the middle of the hallway. It was black darker than anything I had ever seen, as if it were made of an impossibly deep abyss. The figure was mostly humanoid, but its head was elongated, resembling the bird-like plague masks from centuries past. Frozen in terror, I watched as the figure stopped in the middle of the hall, and then, to my utter horror, turned to look directly at me. Its eyes were large, A haunting greenish-yellow color that seemed to pierce my very soul, the world around us seemed to stand still, the air thick with an almost tangible sense of dread. And then, just as suddenly as it had appeared, the figure was gone. The darkness of the hallway swallowed it whole, leaving me alone and trembling with fear bolted back to my bed and hid under the covers, hoping that whatever that thing was, it wouldn't return. To this day, I can still vividly recall the chilling encounter, the image of those haunting eyes forever etched in my memory. I don't know what it was that I saw that night, but it remains one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. Not me, but my father experienced it. It was last summer in the evening, and we lice pretty secluded. He came back later that evening and told me that he saw us five, six light balls flying in formation near his location, away from him. While doing so, they changed their formation regularly, and even though he couldn't estimate how fast they really were, at least from his view, they started out slow and accelerated a lot till he lost sight he asked me if this could have been some natural occurrence because he said he never saw us like that before my x-files trained brain screamed ufos after i told my father that with a smirk grin in my face he made me promise not to tell anybody about this to prevent his buddies making fun of him man so jealous he got to see it not me My husband has always been an avid outdoorsman and loves to swap stories with his friends about their adventures in the wild. I remember one evening when we were sitting by the fire and he shared a chilling tale that had been passed down to him by a close friend. As a pregnant woman with a foggy memory, I'll try my best to recount the story as it was told to me. His friend, let's call him Mark, had been an experienced hunter and was no stranger to spending nights alone in the wilderness. One autumn day he ventured deep into the woods hoping to bag a deer from his tree stand. A hideout spot nestled high up in the branches. As the sun began to set, Mark settled into his tree stand, waiting patiently for his prey. But as night fell, An eerie stillness settled over the forest, broken only by the occasional rustle of leaves. It wasn't long before Mark realized that he wasn't alone. From the darkness he could hear strange noises, unlike anything he had ever encountered in his years of hunting. The sounds were guttural and menacing, sending a shiver down his spine. Paralyzed with fear, Mark could only sit there praying that whatever was stalking him would lose interest and move on. But the creature, whatever it was, didn't leave. Instead, it stayed throughout the entire night, its chilling presence, a constant source of terror for Mark. The once brave hunter was reduced to a quivering mess. His mind...
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
1: Finally, morning arrived, and with it, a renewed sense of courage. Seizing the opportunity, Mark climbed down from his tree stand and sprinted back to his car, not daring to look back. He never did find out what had stalked him that night, but the experience left a lasting impression on him. As my husband finished recounting the story, I couldn't help but feel a chill run down my spine. I knew that the woods held many mysteries and unknown dangers, but this tale was a stark reminder that sometimes the most terrifying encounters are those that we cannot explain. So, me and my friends were going airsofting in my friend's woods at night. There were five of us. Three were on a team, and the other two had to go into the woods and set up a plan. When they were done we went to go in, but were stopped multiple times by my friend who did not want to go in at all. He kept having a dreaded feeling the whole time. I felt the same way, but I thought it was just the feeling of being hit by pellets or something, so I ignored it. When we finally went to go in a figure properly about six feet five, not skinny and not big either ran towards us, but then changed direct once all three of us started to shoot at it. I was in arm's reach of it. I couldn't see his face or anything like it. it was blocked. Our shots did not affect him at all. His stance did not falter. Then he ran into the woods, and the other two seen him as well, and they came running back to the rest of us. We traced his steps, and they abruptly stopped in the middle of the woods. But there was no sign of him at all. It almost doesn't feel real, and I can't get him out of my head. What do y'all think? For years now I have kept silent about a sighting I have had, but after much research I simply cannot explain what it is I witnessed a few years ago, a little background on myself. I am an avid bird-watcher, and I am particularly fascinated by birds of prey, and have read and owned many books on birds, and have gone on many bird-watching expeditions. It is safe to say that I did not mistake my sighting for any bird. I am also a qualified pilot, so I have also learned to judge the distance and size of things in my environment. TIME AND PLACE OF THE SIGHTING July 2010, around midnight, Dornport, Pretoria, South Africa. Dornport is on the northern outskirts of Pretoria. My house was less than a mile from Wonderboom Airport. To the north of the suburb is open fields with farms and platinum mines. I had not seen my brother in a while, and he and his wife came to visit me and my wife. As July is in the heart of the winter in South Africa, we spent most of the time inside. As we both smoke and don't smoke in our house, my brother and I went outside every time we wanted to smoke. At about midnight, we decided to go for a last smoke before going to bed. It was a clear, cloudless night, and there was sufficient moonlight, so the sky was bright. As we were sitting outside, something in the sky caught my attention. I looked up and saw a creature slowly flying overhead. The thing that most caught me off guard was how white it was. It was so white it almost looked luminescent. It definitely had bat wings and it flapped them very slowly. It was about 70 feet above ground level and it had a wingspan of at least 10 feet, but I would say it was between 12 and 14 feet. My brother also saw it. After it flew slowly overhead in a southerly direction, my brother and I just looked at each other, extinguished our cigarettes, and went inside. At first I thought it was some kind of fruit bat, but the only species I could find that was somewhat on the light-colored side that is found in the area, was the straw-colored fruit bat, but it is much smaller than the creature I saw. And I looked at a lot of videos of them flying since, and their Wing beats are much faster than the beats of the creature we saw. Over time, I have researched all manner of bats, and I cannot find anything that matches what I saw in color and size. It has been over seven years, but I can still clearly recall what I saw and the fear I felt because of the sheer size of this thing. I am Leon Adler a corporal in the U.S. Marines working as a security officer at us Marine Base Quantico in Quantico, Virginia, in 2020. It was just another night on my nightly patrol on the west side of the base. During a break, I went into the woods to check one of the game cameras I had set up to look for trespassers and poachers. As I made my way to the creek where the camera was, Just a few feet into the woods off the road, I noticed that the woods seemed to go silent. I found it deeply unnerving. When I finally reached the creek and started checking the card on my laptop, sitting by a tree, I began to make out the sound of bipedal footsteps coming through the forest. At first, I assumed it was a person. As I scanned in the direction of the steps, I suddenly saw a white-tailed deer step out of the foliage. It was a really nice-looking buck with at least eight points and appeared to weigh about one hundred eighty pounds. What really threw me off was how it went from sounding like a human to seeing a deer. It was a large oak tree adjacent to the clearing, and I watched as the deer slowly walked over to the tree and stood in front of it. It then exploded into a furious rage, smashing its face into the tree violently. I could hear the animal's bones cracking and its grunting as it repeatedly smashed its skull into the tree in a wild rage. It was unbearable to watch. I suspected that the deer might have been suffering from a chronic wasting disease, a fatal neurological illness affecting deer and other animals. But then something even stranger happened. Most animals' retinas reflect back at you, but I saw no reflection of the retinas, which was just weird. As the buck finished smashing its face, it took a step back and stood up on its hind legs. That's when, in the clearest voice I have ever heard in my entire life, it said, I know you're there. I was freaked out and scared. How could it say anything when it doesn't have a working jaw, much less a voice box? I felt like I was frozen in time, unable to react. I tried to rationalize what I was seeing, but every explanation I came up with didn't make sense. The only thing I could come up with was that it was a skinwalker. Looking at it, it felt like something that's been there way before we have and will be there way after we're gone. The voice was similar to the deep ancestral voices of old Native Americans. It felt like I had been watching it for hours, but it was probably just five to ten seconds. The buck dropped back down on all fours and walked back into the brush. I dropped my laptop and quickly ran back to my vehicle and left. A month later, I returned to the spot to grab my laptop and the camera. The laptop wasn't covered in leaves and grungy like I expected it to be. It was like I had just left it there twenty minutes ago. I checked the tree where the buck had been smashing its face into and found splinters of bone and antler. It made my stomach drop, but it was also nice to know that I wasn't insane. Whether it was supernatural or not, I didn't want to be around it.